Welcome to the Skyv Athletic official podcast, hosted by Charlie Hopper, Andy Thorpe and myself, Chris Marson. On our podcast, we'll be having deep conversations with players, coaches, staff and volunteers of Skyv Athletic Football Club. We'll be discussing everything from their current season to their past successes and even taking questions from the fans. So join us each week for a dose of insight and entertainment from the world of Skyv Athletic Football Club. Up the Borough! Hello and welcome to the Scarborough Athletic official podcast with me, Chris Marson. Uh, today we've got Andy Thorpe and sadly uh, Charlie Opera's not, not with us tonight. So we're rocking and rolling with just the two of us. Uh, how's it going for you, Andy? What's all going okay, mate? Um, yeah, just powering along, doing what I do and keeping myself busy. And I get, I, I always get a little bit down towards the end of the season because that's football over for like three or four months. But we've got a couple of weeks left yet, plus by the extension. Yeah, confidence for you. It's weird, isn't it? Because um, I was explaining to well a few people recently actually that although like we're not players on the board and on the media team, um, you know the games come thick and fast, and you still got to prepare everything. Um, whilst doing full time job, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm actually knackered at the minute, but <laughs> I think uh, I think I'm, I'm ready for a rest. But then on the flip side of it, there'll be a massive void left in my life. <laughs> about two weeks in, so uh, yeah, as well, I'd be careful. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sort of wishing the season away too much. But um, yeah, it's been a been a mad period of time, but in, in the best sense of the word, mad. Um, I was having to think, Andy, as well. I wonder how many of the listeners out there like, probably have, like, have an understanding about what you do. You know, in terms of the supporters group and. Uh, and and you and what you do on a match day, yeah. I can so, sorry to yeah. sorry to sorry to string that on you. But I just thought that you know, what, what, in, in the absence of Charlie's good opportunity for people just to get to know what you do. Yeah, that's fine. No problem, Chris. Uh, the Facebook supporters group that started. Oh God, you asked probably only probably about three years ago, and I just I scanned about and saw the walls and anything big. There was a couple of like the Thirsk Sea Dogs who was theirs and Valley Papa were doing theirs, and I just thought there was a gap in the market to do it. So I didn't have a clue how it'd go, but I think we're about two and a half, three thousand members now, and it gets um, it gets regular use. It gets quite heated at times, but that's what football fans. That's what football fans are like. You take that passion away from a football fan, and they're not, you know, they're not the same, are they? Yeah. Uh, match day, I work for a independent company who uh, provide all the stats for betting companies. So. Um, for instance, during the game, if it's a corner, I record a corner, and it's all done on my mobile phone. But it's it's a totally different experience to watching the game as a fan. I can definitely say that totally different. The perspective from the the angle that I'm out up high, you see a lot more, um, a hell of a lot more than I stand in the shed. And if there's like games where they're not being covered, I'll go and stand in the shed again. But it is it's massively different. Um, I have to look at it as work, although the likes of Ant Taylor and the guys up there will tell you that I do still react as a fan to bad decisions or, you know, poor misses or great goals. I still react as a fan, but I have to automatically get straight back into work mode because it's an event that I've had to record. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing all season. And my worry was that if we got relegated, that job wouldn't be there because they only come from National League North and South upwards. Uh, but there ain't no danger of that. So I think we're all right for it again <laughs> next season, definitely. But yeah, it's, it's something I enjoy doing. And 
I'm not going to go over and over what happened to me a couple of years ago, but it's restricted what I could do work wise. So anything to do with the football club, um, I'm going to snap up and, and get involved in. As you know, when I asked to come on board and do this sort of stuff with you. Yeah, no, fantastic. And I think, uh, yeah, the, the, just, the, there we go for any uh, any of our, around about 800, I believe, listeners that listen to this, uh, you, you, you know, got the insight to what I'm going to do. So, yeah, without further further ado, I'm going to introduce uh, our midfield maestro, uh, Mr. Simon Heslow. Um Welcome to the podcast, Simon, and thank you very much for uh, taking out your Sunday evening to come and join us. No problem. It's it's nice to speak to you guys. I'm not sure about the Meister anymore. I'm getting uh, <laughs> on a little bit, but thanks for that. <laughs> what have I called? What have I called? Oh, I've called the pod- podcast a journeyman's tale. Well, yeah, uh, I've had a fair few clubs now, so <laughs> that's a bit in description, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go straight in there, and um, th- I'm gonna thank Charlie for. Um, ducking out on us tonight because he was going to lift your 18 clubs uh, so thanks Charlie uh, you'll inevitably be listening to this now and yeah I am cursing you mate um, so right 18 clubs let's go I'm definitely not reading this off Wikipedia uh, for anyone listening but <laughs> starting off your career in 2004 Barnsley Kiddibins to Harriers Tamworth Northridge Victoria Halifax Town Grimsby Town Kettering Town Luton Town Oxford United Stevenage Mansfield Town Torquay United, Wrexham, York City, Eastleigh, Boston United, Blythe Spartans, Scarborough Athletic. 18 clubs. Wow. I'm, I'm glad you read the list because I was here. I didn't read the list. It was all in my, it was all in my head. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all. I've learned it. <laughs> uh, 100%. No. Um, let's start at the beginning. Uh, Barnsley. Are you a Barnsley lad? No, I'm from York. So uh, York. I'm back at York now. Um, I was signed for Barnsley when I was 13, so I joined the under-14s at Barnsley. And I was there for, I think it was nine years in total before I left permanently to go to Swark. So, um, but obviously I've had a lot of loan clubs on the way. Yeah. So, yeah, I was curious about why you don't remember what was the loans. Basically, I think I got my first two. It's the first team football at Kidderminster when I was 18. And like that, that buzz of it, it's totally different feelings playing reserve matches and, and that, that meaning to the club and the fans. And, and obviously, lower leagues, people's livelihoods are at stake as well. So it's once I had that feeling of win, that, that winning feeling of three points on a Saturday afternoon, what it meant to everybody, I found it difficult to go back to reserve team football, even though I was so young. I probably went out on loan, probably. Looking back, more than I should have done. I should have maybe kept my face in bounds a little bit more. Um, but saying that, I met and got to know a lot of managers in in the lower leagues, playing with them, and the likes of Chris Wilder when I was at Halifax, and then ben, he ended up taking me to Oxford. So I can I can never like begrudge going on loan to to so many clubs when I when I was obviously so young. Yeah, so obviously, um, oh, 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 oh. I've just noticed there, um, Simon, I think it was one, two, three, four, five. There's seven length clubs there while you were at Barnsley. Yeah, seven length clubs while you were at Barnsley. Yeah. Over 100 appearances, that must have stood you in such great stead moving forward as you, you know, progressed on to, like you say, Oxford, 
So it did, it did stem me in good stead. And like I say, it was never the same going back to Barsley and, and playing in reserves um, in front of, I don't know, 60, 100 people. It just ne- never felt the same to me. Um, is that how the opposite move came about then, Simon, from knowing uh, Chris Wilder, who, as we all know, has gone on to great things? But is that how it came about, from knowing, him knowing what you could do? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I think, well, I'd like to think he'd say that I had a good spell on loan from at Halifax, uh, scored a few goals. Kind of played 25 to 30 games. I'd, I'd guess it. Maybe Chris will tell me different looking at my uh, <laughs> looking at my Wikipedia. But uh, five goals you got. Five goals when you were at Halifax. Too bad. One in, one in five, maybe. Um, I used to score a few goals. You won't believe it now, but yeah. <laughs> I've had to adapt my game a little bit as I've got older. Um, but no, that was that was um, how, I'm, how I got to know Chris Wilder and, and did well for him. And, and when I left Barnsley, he was he was keen to take me to Oxford, who had just got promoted to League Two. So it was uh, a big club down there. I signed, I think, I signed a three-year deal, and it was it, that really kick-started my career. And it was it was a big opportunity for me. Yeah, I was, uh, sorry, Chris. I was just going to ask you what 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 level Oxford were at then, because we asked we were talking ten years ago. So yeah, you came in at League Two. But uh, did 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 you go and uh, relocate down from York to down south then? Yeah, I lived I lived just outside Oxford, like a, a few different places over the three years that I lived there. Um, ended up living in a house with five of the other lads. Oh wow! <laughs> Which, looking back, was maybe not the best decision for my football career. If I'm being completely honest, because <laughs> it it's not easy when you're 22, 23, whatever I was at the time, and like I'm not gonna say that I was earning amazing money, but it was it was good money for for a twenty two year old, and I was first time I'd moved down south. Um, Oxford's not a bad night out, is it? Well, yeah, it's very student orientated. So <laughs> yeah. we had the we had the odd night out, maybe one more than we should have done. <laughs> yeah. Chris Wilder probably won't thank me for that. <laughs> All in the past now, all of but uh, yeah, I I uh, worked down in Vista for about five years, so like quite familiar with uh, Oxford and down there. And uh, I, m- I remember one thing—I don't know what it was like for you—but the, they just took the mick out of the accent. And any 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 Yorkshire lads going to Oxfordshire, you you just they just class you as rough, like dirty <laughs> <laughs> Northerners. They just don't get it. <laughs> Yeah, I got a lot of the northern shower, the the southern southern clubs that I went to. Yeah, it's always shit that in that make you second. But uh, yeah, obviously a, ma- a massive list of clubs there, and I think we you know we, you, we could literally do a, a full series of podcasts on like delving into each of those clubs. But which which few stand out for you? Obviously, we touched on Oxford there, where you, you say that you, know, you spent you spent a good three years there, and it. You just just short of hundred appearances. Um, you, you know, is is, is there any other clubs where you know I stand out? Um, I think I enjoyed my spell at Luton. It was brief, but that was my first taste of a real, I'm say a really big club. They were in the conference at the time, and I think we actually played against York um, in the playoffs in the conference, and York beat us. Um, well, that was my first taste of. Like I say, like quite quite a big club, and, and that gave me the drive to go and want to play for, for big clubs like that again. That's when 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 Oxford came about. That was what attracted me was 
obviously league football um lovely stadium down there they'll get a lot of fans and, and it's a big club and that, that is what attracted me to go there yeah yeah and it's um uh, yeah obviously like the connections you've made and um oh, I, i've only been obviously on the board at scarborough for around about six months now and there's been a, there's been a few bo- other other clubs boardrooms where we've been in and you're well known even if you haven't played for them people are like oh is that Simon Eslop who's been so like because you played at so many clubs got that so many connections somebody somebody knows you somehow somehow well, so, yeah. playing with or playing against or playing for managers and coaches that you you do you do tend to run into well what obviously you say I've played you say I've played for eighteen clubs so that there's always going to be someone that you've played with or or against. <laughs> yeah. Bob, 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 so. uh, yeah, look. As as long as we don't lose, then I'm I'm happy to have a little conversation <laughs> with them in the bar afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and and, and luckily that the yeah, I, I, I'm not. They've all they've all been saying good words for you. There's been no, uh, been no um, bad like words. Like. Luckily. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what 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 started you with football then? So. So yeah, there's been a bit of a there's been a bit of a trend with uh, the other lads coming on where you know a lot of a lot of them's dads that was actually playing football at a similar similar level, which is quite interesting. But then but then when you think about it deeply, not not overly surprising if if uh, from a young age they're in and around the environment. But 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 what 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 was it for you, Simon? My dad my dad wasn't fighting it. Yeah, he, he wasn't. He, I wouldn't say blessed as a footballer. He he, he loved playing football and. He, didn't play at a particularly high web level, but always loved playing. But he was the one that that took me when I was thirteen after school to Barnsley training three nights a week and put the time in. Saved me on a Saturday morning training and games on a Sunday. And when you're going through to Barnsley four or five, five times a week, so for him to give me that opportunity um, in going into in such a good academy that Barnsley was. Um, I, I'm obviously owing him a massive a lot to to what I've achieved in my career. So he was he was a big part of my um my, of my football. Yeah, yeah. Does he still uh, come and watch you now? It, less so. Uh, yeah, he uh, yeah. he comes to the bigger games. Let's say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a week in week man anymore. Not not in the not, not so much in the uh, in the conference staff. He used to. Uh, he came when I played at Wembley. Anyway, let's put it that way. <laughs> we, might, we, might, we might be seeing him in coming weeks, then hopefully. Yeah, yeah, that would. Yeah. Yeah. Although we never do too well, really, when he comes. So I might not let him back. Oh, well, I'll leave him then. Sack it off. Sack it off. <laughs> yeah, done his bit taking you to the academy. Can I just, can I just jump in there really briefly? I'm, I'm looking at the Barnsley thing now. I asked this question to somebody else as well, Simon. Were you? I remember Kulo. Kulo was at Barnsley. Was it a similar sort of time for you that it was there? I was at, I was with Kulo at Barnsley. We used to drive in together because obviously, Arky was from Scarborough, so we used to kind of meet around the York area and travel in together. So I've known Kulo for, oh, what, what, what would it be? 17, 18, like that. Good. I'd like, like that, yeah. Obviously, you, you meet so many people throughout your career and it's difficult to keep like contact us in speaking on the phone and like but we've always had the odd message and and asked how, how each other are getting along so it was obviously nice for me coming back and 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 seeing again he's he's now my roomie as well in the uh in the hotel room so he's 
where the old is. We both got three kids, so we uh, we slope off early early to bed to try and get a good 10, 11 hours and go away from home. Good. That's good stuff. I thought, I thought it might be. I can't remember the other one was. I think it might have been Don Tia, but he was probably a little bit too young to be there. At, he might have been in the academy at the time, but um, he couldn't remember. He was going to ask him, but I don't know. Dom's in the castle with me now. He uh, he travels through from Arrogate and we meet we meet in our castle. But he he's a what is what's Dom twenty two uh, twenty three twenty four something like that. Don't need your word, yeah. I've got a good twelve years on him, unfortunately. Uh, I'm not sure it was around when I was. Yeah, so, sorry, yeah. I was just to say about the you know I don't like sort of saying you've played for a load of clubs because I mean you you've travelled about about a bit. Um, there must be quite a lot of challenges in there, you know. When you like, say, for instance, you've they like say you moved down to Oxford, so that was a permanent move. But with all these loan moves, what were the challenges of um, move, playing for different in different areas? I mean, I'm, I'm looking. You've played for a couple of Yorkshire sides, and as far down as the likes of you know um, Kettering and Luton. What were the challenges there with the the distances and stuff like that? Um. Obviously, being away from home, but I'd, I'd been away from home since I was 16. I moved to Barnsley um, and lived in Diggs when I was 16 and did my scholarship there. So I was kind of always used to living away from home. Um, I've got a good network of friends. I still, the lads that I go to school, we've got 15, 20 lads on a WhatsApp group, and I've always made sure that I keep that network of friends back home. And, and thankfully, now I have moved back to Yard, where obviously quite better and... Uh, I, I really appreciate that. I think a lot of the lads that do go into football tend to tend to lose their, their school friends, and mm. and thankfully I haven't I haven't done that. So um, that's a big thing for me. Like I think that once you've been gone into one football club on loan, like it's nerve wracking. You're meeting new people, but doing it time and time again, you tend to find the same characters and. <laughs> And the same dress rooms really, and you do your initiation, initiation song, and then everyone gives you a bit of crap. Can we say? Yeah, and you, you kind of get on with it. It's uh, it's much of a much better, to be honest. I've been uh, I've been in a fortunate position to go and meet so many people, and obviously, it's, like I said before, it's difficult to keep in touch. But you meet so many people, so many characters along the way, and and, and I'm thankful for it. As a result of that, do you find yourself self helping some of like our our lone lads like um... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think like that the, the likes of Gux has came in and, and he's and he's done really done really well. And I think it's credit to all the lads because like we're so I'm guessing that the last seven or eight people that have done the podcast before has said what a what a great group of lads we are and I'm yeah. I can uh the same thing again. Like we try and make people feel as welcome as possible and i think the majority of people that have came in whether it be on loan or as a permanent signing have, have exceeded expectations to be honest and and that is partly due to how welcome we try we try and make everyone feel yeah yeah it's obviously an unbelievable dressing room and it's just um i think like um you know we think like scarborough being such a well-supported club for its level and um, you know some of the lone, lone lads I think like it's quite easy for, for us supporters to forget how, how young some of these lone lads are and if you do if, if you know if if, if, if for example they, they maybe had a had a great game like some of the some of the stick they might get from the stands or um, 
social media. I don't think anyone's ever aiming to be personal. I think it's just sort of football stick. Uh, but then you forget, you know, if the if the 17, 18, 19 year old lads, like, if you try and apply that to any other job or walk of life, like, it just, it just isn't there, is it? So, like, mentally, yeah, they are going through a lot, are they? Definitely, yeah. And what my advice would be to not be on social media because it takes a strong character for someone to say that you've not played well and you've done rubbish. Um, it, it does it does affect you as as a lot of people turn around and say, no, it don't affect me, it don't affect me, I'll read what I want, uh, I'll, I'm mentally strong, blah, 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 but it's it does take a, a really strong character for it not, actually, not to actually affect you. So I... I learned throughout my career that it's probably not the best to, to, to read things especially on the back of a, a negative result or if you think that you haven't done so well um so I, especially with social media these days everyone's everyone's got a voice everyone's everyone's got opinions so it, it can be tough for young players coming through here yeah so a lot of social media yourself then i've got an instagram account for family friends but i haven't got anything else yeah, don't broadcast it. We'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, I mean, yeah. I mean, the big Premier League clubs now have got teams of people helping their their younger players, like to, just just for that side of things. Um, it it doesn't surprise me at all. I think it's, it's obviously social media is a, is a massive part of the game these days, and and any support that the players can get like media training and, and anything like that. If you make a, the littlest of errors or re, you react on social media, it's, it's everywhere. So players, young players especially, have got to be really careful in what they're putting out there and portraying themselves as. Yeah, it's got to be, uh, it's got to be used in the right way, which, you know, we try to do, we try to do, use it in, in, in the right way possible. You know, we, we, we don't, we don't interview players after a loss. We call, we, we will, we'll get, we'll, obviously John has to have an interview after every game. Uh, for league roles, but but we try not to get players in after a loss, or only only a win, and only if they want to. And then we do things like uh, you know when, we, when we're doing the uh, on the overnight stays, get getting the players to thank the uh, thank thank the sponsors, and we always have some good outtakes. But I think each time that happens, it does get them used to talking to camera a bit more, uh, to become a, that little bit more comfortable for the next time. So, no, I think I think it's great just everything like that and, and like these podcasts and having that interaction with the fans I don't think that happens at every club um, and I, I think it helps bring the club together I think from the from the top to the bottom of the club everyone's pulling everyone's pulling the right direction that's the that's why we've been so successful on let's be honest the limited budget that the Scarborough have been on let's yeah. make bones about but like the whole club the fans mm. Everyone involves, everyone's pulling in the same direction. So it's, um, yeah. That's what makes it work. It is unbelievable. When you're walking on a match day, the amount, the amount of hours that, you know, when you, you've got you've got Pete Wallop and Steve Smith, they're combing the pitch, like, every single game. It looks unbelievable uh, at the last sort of game on, on Saturday. But, but, you know, but they're down there hours before kickoff and... Um, there's just and it's sort of every corner of the club. There's people like that put putting in, yeah. And, and as as you're walking in and, and through the bar at the top and down to the dressing room, you, you're greeted by like ten, fifteen people wishing you all the best. And 
and that there is that that nice feel and and good feel and and, and as players it just it gives you something else to to go out there and do well for like if you're treating you if you're getting treated tre- well as a player it, it just gives you that that extra motivation to go, to go and do well for everyone involved with the club is any is any of the other 17 been any, been any 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 we're near that then so in, in the i think like part-time wise this is the, by far and away the best environment like i've been at part-time clubs before and like lads are coming in from work turning up two minutes before training doing the training and getting off like barely speaking to each other really and it, it's it's basically without sounding it's a few extra quid in the back pocket on top of their their job whereas here at Scarborough, like that was my fear about going part time. Not going into too much detail. I had a big operation on my knee when I was like thirty, and I was never really going to play full time again. That was my biggest fear going into part time football. But the lads wouldn't really take it too seriously, and that that I'd been in professional football all my life, and and I was going to be around around people that weren't really taking the football seriously. It was it was a bit. Whereas here, um from the staff to to all the lads you know we're working through the day and stuff but everyone's coming into training and giving it their all and and but we've got as i'm sure all the lads have said again great great morale between the lads so it's um i've really enjoyed my time here that's really good to hear do you think that's testament to the sort of character that yolo looks for i mean he, he touched on it briefly at the fans forum he, he'll there's certain types of individual that he'll bring in. Um, you think that's testament to the work he's done in, in researching players or just the club in general is welcoming everybody? Uh, a bit of both. I think that obviously the gaffer does his research and, and the staff onto what kind of characters they're bringing in. And, and sometimes that's as important or, or, if, or if not more important than their actual football ability. Like everyone that you bring in, you, you're bringing in for a reason because... Football-wise, they're, they're probably good enough to do the job, but having that, making sure that they fit into the group and and gonna work hard and buy into what we what we all do, um, is obviously an of must importance to everyone. Yeah, I think it's. I, I think that's what. I think that's why we were surprised so many of the, of the other teams this season as well, because everybody we've had on, everyone without without question, everybody has said the same about the, the camaraderie and how close it is and what a real tight group. I think, Chris, you mentioned it quite a lot. I've been with you working in and around it a lot closer than me. But the dressing room's so tight and everybody gets on. I think it helps as well with, like, you can you can look at it two ways, having a small squad. Like, you might look at it and say, right, we get a few injuries. We're looking a bit thin on numbers. But on the other hand, we haven't got seven, eight players out of the squad on a week basis and and thinking they're not part of it everyone kind of it also it only takes one injury and you're playing or it only takes a couple of good performances and you and you're back in the team and everyone everyone feels a massive fan that, yeah. that, that's how a small tight it's can work in your favor sometimes yeah always handy to have that extra player there when Glenny gets his suspension <laughs> he loves that. He, he loves talking about me. He won't be, he won't be um, 
it went all that I mentioned it. Um, are we ready to move on to the social media questions, Chris, or have you got anything else to bring I think, in? On? I think so. I was just going to ask, what 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 are you doing uh, for for a day job, Simon? What's oh yeah. Um. Well, me and my wife, we run a holiday like in York, so we. My missus takes the bookings and I go and do the changeover and things like that. That keeps me pretty busy. I'm doing my um, UEFA B at the moment, so I'm looking to try and do some form of coaching when I, when I finish playing. Um, I was doing coaching in holiday camps. Um, that has no longer <laughs> happening now, which is not ideal, but... So if, there, if there's anyone out there that can give me a job, then uh, I'm open. Let's use this podcast as a bit of a um, yeah a prop for me getting a new job as well. So what 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 so coaching uh, coaching the kids in summer? You, is that what you were doing? Yeah, I've been going to uh, yeah. Well, I, I was doing it was more multi sports. It wasn't just football. It was it was. Um, Marcus Marcus Rashford's government funded. It was called Happy Healthy Kids. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's running half uh, programs for them in, in Scarborough, and now we get like five. It's me and Gula and and my wife, Michael's wife, used to um to run it, and it was yeah, it was good. But the Scarborough Council decided that we're not doing it anymore. <laughs> For God's sake, Scarborough Council. Well, they don't exist anymore. So, um, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> so maybe that's why. <laughs> um, but no, uh, yeah, yeah. Use it to plug. Let's let let's get let's get Essendon football culture work. Um, don't, anything. Yeah. yeah. Anything. Anything. Yeah. You can do. You, you, we've got. We've got. Um. We, we've got some new kits to launch in summer. So maybe you can come out the media team for a bit. Yeah, it does it pay on that, or is it voluntary? No, to be fair, you 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 you, you were the other side of the camera in someone. You you were modelling the uh, you were modelling the away shirts and the uh, the six silk game as well. Yeah, I did actually do that. Which I understand. Yeah. I, I understand when the posters went out for the six silk lodge, you were getting a bit of stick on the lads WhatsApp group. Well, probably yeah. I was um, trying to justify that I was. Uh, for the older generation, that let's uh, um, the dads, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, <laughs> dad bobs going forward. They were well, though, worked well, but uh, yeah, let's uh, obviously we touched on social media earlier, um, but this is another example where social media works really well. Andy's got a set of questions from the fans and some people you probably know. Looking at these questions, there's no probably about it. <laughs> you know, just before we do, um, Jose, yeah, um, have you got a, do you support anybody? Have you got a favourite club that you follow or? I support Man United, yeah. My dad's, uh, no. was brought me up as a, as a Man United fan. He, he took me to the, to the game. Yeah, you took, you're talking to a Forest fan, mate. Thanks for that. <laughs> it was been a good day for them, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and I had a season ticket at Old Trafford for sixteen years, so you've been you've been ganged up on now, Andy. So that's great. Fucking that's it. Everyone, I wouldn't mind swapping positions. Swamped by my three kids, though, so I think I managed to watch about seven or eight minutes of it. To be honest, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I've only got one now. Uh, one, but stop, not one now. I've only got one boy, and it's uh, the the people who have got two or three. I don't. 
I can sympathise with her massively because I don't feel like I've got a minute. So Christ knows what it's like uh, when you've got more than one. I see it's quite fun. It's quite so, funny. I'll come at once. It's just when you've only got yeah. one now and wife takes two of them out and you've only got one, you, you feel like you're, you're cruising. You've, uh, you've got so much. <laughs> too, too easy when you've got one. It's really it's funny, like actually. Level. Because <laughs> yeah. on, a, on a Sunday morning um, at like 8 o'clock, uh, I take my lad swimming and uh, Colo's there with juggling his three, and like, uh, and then I'll 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 fall asleep on the like the sunbed thing, and I look over and Colo's there like like juggling the other two who aren't swimming. And he's just played a game of football the day before, so he does like he, he does remarkably well. I can really sympathise. But <laughs> uh, I I did a school run on, on a morning more often than not, and uh, getting two of them in with a uh, with a two year old hanging off you. Walk and yeah, we do we do well to make it on time most mornings. To be honest, but it's, uh, it, I enjoy I enjoy it. I um well, obviously love being a dad and yeah. I, won't, I won't change it for the world. I feel lucky that I get to spend so much time so much time with my kid. Yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah, you can look back and that's that's in the bank and you're not you're not you're not a travelling salesman who's not present. You, you're there for my it's. Uh, Especially in this early years as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are they um, interested? In what interested in what you're doing? Do they come? Over? No, it's like they they came to the CPUP event recently, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they. My, I've got a boy who's six who's not really that interested in football, if I'm being totally honest. And then two younger girls, um, and I think they come like to come and watch me, um, but I don't think they're. Um, particularly that fussed on, on playing themselves and I'd like to get them involved in it and share that common interest with them but if it's not it's not to be I don't like obviously want them to be footballers or, or anything like that I just like to share that common interest because obviously it's been such a big part of my life um, I'd, I'd, I'd like them to be interested in it too but obviously <laughs> not that yeah. you can't into it, can you? There's nothing you can do about it. It's not something that can be forced, is it? But the platform, I mean, the way that the girls, you're a similar age to me, Simon, and the way that the women's games developed just in our lifetime is just absolutely phenomenal, really. So I think, like, yeah, as the father of like a couple of young girls, it, it, you must feel good knowing that, you know, whether they, whether they go like wanting to watch the lionesses or you know, or they want to be a part of a local club, it, it, it's a lot bigger opportunity for the girls than it is, say, when yeah, we're coming through school. And... If maybe I was doing this podcast five, ten years ago, I'd probably be saying, oh, I'm trying to get my boy into football, because that's just the way it was, where there's so many more opportunities for girls now, then, then who knows, maybe um, I've, got, I've got a girl footballer on my hands, and, and yeah. not my boy. <laughs> no, I think it's huge me like that, maybe. Yeah. But, um... Okay. So maybe you've got a future lioness on your hands there then. Maybe so well them toys not sure. Unless he's not. right. I will move on with these social media questions then. Uh, the first one I'm gonna ask and it's from, from Bonnie Parker. <laughs> right, yeah. Can you guess what he's gonna ask him? Um No, but he, he says he, he says, Will you ever be on time to meet the car school? Um yeah, well that's to do with the kids again i can never get out of the house like there's always one more job that my wife asked me to do before i go and 
oh, just do this before you go. Oh, just do that before you go. <laughs> I'll never, ever leave on time. But thankfully, we're not actually late to the ground so much. So um, I'll just give a little shout out to, to Nolly. I, I, like to, I like to call him. I called him chocolate for about three, four weeks when he uh, when he joined the club. And he never really clicked on to why I was calling it. But I clocked onto his Instagram profile and he, he has these smoldering looks when he's... Um, he has, takes pictures like people taking pictures of him when he's when he's doing the warmths and stuff like that. He, and he posts him, and I was like, he does." I was calling chocolate for ages, and he like kind of went on with it. And one day he says to me, "Why'd you call me chocolate?" And I went, "You're kidding me! If you were chocolate, you'd eat yourself." And he's like, "I actually like that nickname as well. I hate it. <laughs> I like that nickname." <laughs> he clicked on for weeks. Players uh, a, a little bit stick back for him. We can all shy away. We can all shy away up chocolate next time he's yeah. in a bit of stuff. Chop, chop, chocky, any. Um, a lot of these we've we've kind of touched on, but not really hit hit them on the head. Uh, Bazza wants to know what motivates you before a game. Um, I think as I've got older, it's got like it's got different. Like probably now it's it's trying to stay in the team for our next game. If I'm being completely honest. Um, I know at the age I am that I probably won't play every game. Um, I've had a nice run in the team the last four or five games, and I think I've done pretty well. Um, so that it that is the hidden motivation trying to trying to win the game and stay in the team. Um, do well personally, but I know that the team, if the team win, then I've got, oh, I've got a better chance of staying in the team. So that is that, that's my main objective. It's not the honest. No, that stuff's great stuff. You have done very well, by the way. Um, who's the best player you've ever played for? I'm going to ask this slightly different to how it's been asked. The, the, the time is, is Jono Legend 8, but I don't think it's, it's certainly not Jono. Um, who's the best player you've ever played with and against? Well, I play, just on Jono, I played with, I made my debut for Barnsley in a championship, my only ever championship appearance against the gaffer. Uh, he was playing at he was playing at West Brom at the Hawthorns. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to embellish on the story. To be honest, we were five 0 down. Um, half an hour to go. They they needed to win to be in the playoffs. Um, we didn't really have anything to play for. It was a, cu- a couple of games earlier we secured that we weren't going to be relegated. So we're five 0 down. I was just having a jog up and down the touchline, and it was I think it was Simon David, the bouncer manager, said, "Oh, has he come on? You go, you going on?" So went on for the last half an hour and did really well. It finished seven 0 Did you get anywhere near him? <laughs> um, I can't actually remember much of the game if I'm being if I'm being certainly honest. Well, John, John, signed you. Like, I don't imagine. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Because when he joined in training, I can't get near him now, so I don't think I'd have had much chance back then. A lot of people say that, they can't get near John in training. Um, he, I mean, he said himself his West Brom days were his best day, obviously, apart from winning the Champions League, but he said his best playing days were at West Brom, so it's all as if you gave him a nice, friendly kick when you went on, but you were probably a bit too young there, were you? Well, I, if, like I say, if I could have got anywhere near them, I might, I might have tried. I was... Uh... <laughs> I was young in game at the time, but uh, coming on at five all down was uh, probably not the most ideal. Scrappy. No, 
No, not really. When he signed you 16 years later, so he must have done something right. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not so sure the thought when he signed me, because when I first signed, oh, yeah, it took me some adjusting. I, I, again, I'll go back to my operation on my knee, and uh, it took me some adjusting to, to get used to the AstroTurf. And I was like, really, really struggling to get to grips with my knee. And, and it's it's thanks to John really for for sticking sticking by me because other managers maybe maybe wouldn't have done in my first two or three months at the club because uh, like I say I was really struggling to get to grips with with the surface and and at times I'm training I'm like hot, hobbling about and the lads must have been thinking what have we signed here looking at me like <laughs> obviously I, I've had a decent career and stuff but they must have been looking like oh he's he's well past it um. Thankfully, I think it was November, December time. I, I did get my chance and then managed to be in the team for the, the rest of the season, basically. And thankfully, proved my worth to the to the gaffer and the lads. Because at one point, I don't think it was looking too good. If I'm being brutally honest, it it, it is uh, it, it, in good on the knees and on the joints. Is that pitch all? It's very uh, unbelievably uh, springy. Um... <laughs> It, I think it just takes takes some getting used to as well after being playing on grass for, for so long and then having having a big operation and it just it, it probably makes a, a lot bigger impact changing surface than, than people might imagine. Does it help having uh, obviously Ollie or chocolate has has been out we'll call him. He's in a new world and a new position for the club. How's that aiding things? Just slight tangent there, but yeah, he's uh, he's been great since he came in. He's he's he takes he takes the warm ups and and does the warm ups before a game and make make sure we get up for that. But on the other side as well, if there's any any like personal training that you want to do away, then he's more than happy to send you a plan over. He's always got time time for you to go away and do things in your own time. I know he's been really good. Um, with Don, obviously I go. I'm in a car school with both of them, so we've been going in early some games, so they can do the rehab together, which I'm not delighted about. If I'm being totally honest, having to meet even even earlier than necessary, so <laughs> they feel the brunt of that when they ask to go in an hour early. But no, they um, he, he puts a lot of time in and in a way from the club as well. So I think he's done well. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen uh, I've, I, when Don was he, well, when he started his rehab. I, I remember. I mean, I get to know quite early anyway. And they're often he, he is often the first one out with somebody around the pitch and testing the the injury, whatever it is. I've seen he did it with um, uh, Charlo as well, didn't he? If they were in early doing rehab. Yeah, that's right. I, like if players are coming back from fitness, that's that's quite a common thing that Ollie will Ollie will get them out, put them, put them through the paces before the game, and it's kind of good to do that. As a player coming back, get getting your work done, um, and then obviously you can sit and enjoy the game, knowing that you've done your work without that lingering over you, like doing it at the end or, or whatever. And, um, so yeah, it's um, you get that, you get you blasted out while the game starts. Yeah, good addition to the club, I think. Right, I don't think the uh, game we've just mentioned will be the answer to this question. What's your favourite football in memory, Heather? It'd, it'd have to be captain in York at Wembley and winning the winning the trophy of them. Um, it came off the back of a 
probably my least enjoyable season as a player. Um, we got relegated. I was I was captain. Um, played fifty two games. Um, so I was obviously a, a massive part of it. Um, and it's a bit like now, even if you ask me if I could take the relegation away and, and not have had that trophy, then I, I probably would have done it because that feeling of getting relegated, that's obviously signed from a home club, captain's mm-hmm. uh, own, and, and unfortunately we, we weren't good enough to, to stay in the league. And then it's obviously a, a massive thing that ling- lingers and, and still eats away at me now. Wow. Um so we we finished the season, I think it was beginning of May, something like that. We needed to better guys as a result, I I wanna say. It was two two on to Forest Green who were up there in the league. And the uh, guys who got a ninety plus whatever minute equalizer to to send us down and it, I'll just remember when the full time whistle went at Boovin Crescent, it was just just a like deathly silence nobody knew what to do it was such a surreal atmosphere and it, like the, the lads just went away and, and gathered themselves for a couple of weeks and to be honest with you I didn't even think about the final for a week to ten days um, and we didn't even come back in training I don't I think Gary Mills was the manager at the time we didn't even come in, back into training for, for a couple of weeks we just all went away gathered ourselves did our um stuff to try and take over and keep fit um and then had a week's training before going to Wembley um probably maybe a little bit undercooked in the game we might have even deserved to lose it but or it doesn't really matter we beat Macclesfield 3-2 and and obviously it was a well a, a, a terrible season but it was capped by maybe the highlight of my career so it was it was um it was a strange one. I think if you asked any footballer, not not just at this level, I think any footballer, what would be the pinnacle of their career, it would be a cup final, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And that is, it, when you ask me that question, it's and whenever anybody asks me that question, it, that's the thing that just pops up every time. Nothing else has, has really gotten there. So it, it was, um, it was an unbelievable experience. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, I've got a question here again. The, the nicknames. It's uh, someone called Finn. I don't know what this means. How do you put up with leash? <laughs> so leash is Alicia, my wife, and Finn. <laughs> my Finn is our nephew. Ah, right. I make one sense though. He uh, he understands the pain I'm going through day to day. Your wife's nowhere near, is she? I hope she didn't hear that in the other room. I'll be just thinking. <laughs> Back to the podcast, and I'll be in Bob. <laughs> um, I've got a question here from Mitch Carter. Now, he's put R9 or Cristiano. I'm guessing he means Cristiano Ronaldo or the original Ronaldo. It's got to be Cristiano for me, because I'm obviously a big United fan. Um, and the... The uh, well, the obviously R nine had a lot of injuries throughout his career, which was which probably 
left a little bit of his legacy behind, whereas Cristiano has maintained his his body. I, if I'm just off a little bit, if you had given a choice between Messi and Ronaldo, I'm Messi. Um, I just think he's a he's a freak. His his natural ability is something that we've like, I've never seen in my lifetime before. Whereas Cristiano Ronaldo, I think he's worked harder than anybody and to get to where he is in the game working on obviously his skills and whatever but just keeping his body um at the level he has done for so many years and and for sustainability more than anything he's he's a he's a role model to any to any footballer obviously yeah, I mean that's a debate that's rumbled on for years, isn't it? The Messi and Ronaldo one. It's and and everyone comes out with different different answers. I'm with you. I'm with. I'd, I'd go Messi, but the way he just looked after himself is frightening. I think if you moulded them both together, then well, <laughs> you had a. I don't want to cut ball, wouldn't it? Well, it's drive because obviously Messi's got unbelievable drive as well. But that that day to day to keep yourself physically peak condition. I think Ronaldo's second to none. Yeah. Yeah. I think that as well, the debate comes down to, for me, it's amazing that we live in an area where, lived in an area where we can enjoy both at the same time. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, I've got a few quick fire ones for you now, Izzy. Okay. Um, and weirdly enough, first one involves Ronaldo. Um, so, would you rather train with Ronaldo, Cristiano, for a month? Or have a one-to-one coaching session with Pep Guardiola. One-to-one coach. Well, it depends. Am I on Ronaldo's team or am I against him? Because if I'm against him, definitely Pep. <laughs> <laughs> just trade it with. Yeah. I think I'd go. Just it'd, it'd really big me, um, especially as with me possibly going into down the coaching route myself. I think that would be intriguing. Yeah. yeah. So, so Pep, if you happen to be listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> S is off to a coaching job. Would you have, uh, have the ability to teleport anywhere instantly or have the power to read minds? Teleport instantly. I think I can read minds pretty well as it is. So. Yeah. I like I like game of poker, actually. So. Ooh, do, you, uh, do, you, do you play with the lads on the bus? Uh, we don't really play poker. We, uh, we play... We play in betweens, which is easier, not not really a thinking game. <laughs> and Church Child still struggles at that, so we can't. We can't go into Hong Is it a little bit up from Snap? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I think Bella will be able to do that. Yeah, yeah I mean, te- teleporting anywhere instantly as well. Uh, behind you on the pitch, will it? Well, absolutely. Yeah. That, that may just especially uh, turn him sick. First of me, I'm not as quick as I used to be, so it would be ideal, yeah. Uh, right, next question. Good one. Jimmy or Blotty? In what sense? Just just Jimmy or Blotty. <laughs> I can't pick between Jimmy and Blotty. That's... I love this, though. Everyone, everyone answers similar. Offense on that one. They're such different characters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Blotty's a lot more reserved, like takes in the game when he speaks he speaks a lot of sense Jimmy not so much eh let's just leave it at that 
We've had similar answers like all the way through. People say Jimmy's there for the motivation, but plays more of a more more of a game thinker. Yeah, I think I think all the staff they, they complement each other really well, and um, probably the the thing that Jimmy has brought to the party this season that some people might be surprised by is the amount, amount of set pieces that um, that we've scored from me. So he likes to think of himself as a bit of a set piece guru these days. So yeah, uh, let, let's give him his due where. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's worth. Yeah. yeah, no, it's good. I mean, yeah, we chuck that in as a bit of a wild uh, laugh, but uh, I, I actually like that nearly everybody's sat on the fence with that. It's uh, it does actually speak volumes for the pair of them. So. Yeah, like, like, yeah, between all the staff that um, that they all complement each other, complement each other really well, and and they all bring different strengths for the role. And and again, it's you see the staff get along so well, and and with the lads as well it's not like a, a divide between staff and players we're just one big one big group again but we're in the same direction so i think it'd be unfair to to, to pick out someone <laughs> even though yeah. yeah um so next question is would you rather uh post an embarrassing photo of yourself on social media or accidentally send a personal text message to jono <laughs> Um, probably a text message to the gaffer. Uh, I think it'd be uh, blown over quite quickly. He's not, he's not really. <laughs> he's a pretty laid-back guy. He's um, yeah, uh, probably be the least embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, you ever to overcome. We're getting common answers to these, Andy. Now, aren't we? Which uh, again, it's like again, it does speak volumes to the uh, to the personalities in the dressing room, but um. Would you rather get pranked by your teammates on a daily basis for a month or have to play a match wearing a, diff- a ridiculous outfit chosen by them? Um, I'd probably just say prank for a month. I suppose you're in around, you're in around the left every day. I'd get to, uh, I could, at least I could get them back where... <laughs> If they, uh, if they send me out on a Saturday in front of 1,500, 2,000 people looking uh, a bit silly, then you know, it's difficult to come back from that one. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Last one then, nice and easy, Jono or Ingy? <laughs> You're going to get the same answer again, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to mix these up. <laughs> I can't pick between Jono and Ingy. Like, again... And he, and he brings a little bit of discipline to the party for all the lads. He, uh, he knuckles down and makes sure we're on it. And and Jono is just, but just a really good guy. You want to, I think that's why he gets so much out of the players. You you just you, you want to do well for him. Um, obviously, like tactically and stuff, the level that he's played for is it's self-explanatory. But um, just down to earth for what he's achieved in football and and. All the lads see that, and that's that's why that we we do so well, to be honest. Yeah, and again, speaks speaks testament to the pair of them, and uh, and we think it would like oh, I, I don't speak an awful lot to Ingy, but when I have had conversations about him, like I, as as a football fan, like really good to speak to him because he he, he he's he's so, he's so knowledgeable. He's, yeah, uh, and and the contact he's got in the game as well. Um, I think he might be the only fella that's uh, starts getting serious when he more serious when he's had a beer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> does like to chat about football when he's had a beer. But like I say, his his knowledge and uh, I think I think it probably surprised a few people. Is he 
with a knowledge knowledge of the game he's got. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just really interesting to speak to him and, yeah, learn so much in a short space of time in the conversation. And, and, and what I do like is that he always talks about things, you know, just getting that extra couple of percent. Like, That's to, to, to... Just, just, just seeing things that probably you wouldn't see and that that's something that obviously I can learn from if I, if that's a role that I do want to take or obviously my manager will I think like you say in in just spot that detail well and um, and addresses it yeah. I'd personally love to get them both on a on a pod and ask them because they're both I mean they're both I mean but um Ingy was an international lovely and I'd love to ask them um, which manager they've played under they've taken the most from because I mean, John O's played under we've played under Fergie for stars, hasn't he? I'd just oh. love to find out which you know, which style they take on. Do you have any hairdryer treatment from John O? Um Well, yeah, a little bit, especially when I first joined the club and I wasn't doing so well. <laughs> and if you knew personally I meant that there was a group if someone, you know, if someone's really played badly. I don't I don't think it he's really singled out anyone individually too too often uh, um it, he is more reserved more often than not i'd say but then when he does hit home and and give us a rollick in then it has more of an effect because it's not a once every two weekend yeah. um so when he do, does lose his rag with us then you know that right lads are all right <laughs> Not being very good in we need to we need to lie enough and just really hit our arms. So. Um, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Pretty good. So yeah, uh, sadly, uh, uh, it, it, we're coming to the end of uh, what, what we've got time for on the podcast. I think it's one thing is obviously really good for you to take the, your, your Sunday out, and it's been really good to uh, to chat with you. And I think it's one thing where we probably could have done it for three hours with the. Uh, the history and the stories you've got um, since well, yeah. to... I've told you it's my bedtime now. I've got three kids. It's learning when it's past my bedtime, so we'd have had to, would have had to start at six if you wanted three hours. <laughs> yeah, back at school tomorrow as well, aren't they? That's it, back to school, I can't wait. Back to school tomorrow. We've got some big games. I, I, don't, I don't want to be responsible for uh, keeping you up either and get, I don't <laughs> get blame if, you, uh, if you're injured or, or tired <laughs> this week. Um, but no, thank you. Yeah, very, very much for uh, coming on. It's much appreciated. We've got one uh, last question to end on. Who are we bringing on next to the uh, to the podcast? Um, I'm gonna have to go for my roomie, which is Michael Coulson, our captain. And uh, but unfortunately, he went down with NG yesterday. So. Hopefully it's not too bad, and and we'll see him again before the end of the season. Fingers crossed. Um, but hopefully it'll be a, a nice distraction for him. Yeah. Just maybe not think about his injury so much and come and speak to you guys for an hour. So yeah, that's brilliant. Are you are you, you going to let him know? You're going to let me surprise him. Um, whatever floats your boat. We. <laughs> I'll drop you a message after. I think Cool Co- 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 will be absolutely fine. Anyway, I think uh, yeah, some 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 of them have have liked to uh, some of them have liked to uh, dobby stitch each yeah. other up. Yeah, yeah, basically. But no, all all uh, all. Yeah, I'm sure. Obviously, he's had a great career, so you'll have um, lots to talk about, a lot of highs and lows, and and uh, 
I'm sure he'll have a lot of people tuning in to, to listen to that one. Yeah, I think he'll be a, a, a. By the time that one goes out, it'll be hopefully not the end of the season, but close to it. And it'd be a great one to kind of end it, end 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 the season's podcast on. I think you're the skipper in the Scarborough land on. So good nomination there. Correct. No, I'll tap on <laughs> Yeah. Right. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for uh, tuning in and listening to this. Uh, do make sure that you're liking and subscribing to the podcast because it, it 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 really helps us uh, grow grow and sustain it. And uh, yeah, until next time, over and out. Thanks, Ezzy. Up the borough. Thank you. Up the borough. Up the borough. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Sky Athletic official podcast. We hope you've enjoyed learning more about our fan-owned football club. We want to thank all our listeners for helping raise the Sky Athletic profile and we encourage you to like and subscribe to our podcast. Your support means the world to us and we'll keep the club growing and developing. Again, thank you for listening and we hope you join us again soon. Until then, take care, goodbye and up the butter!